Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Uh, we were talking to uh, a sex coach earlier on uh, in the show and people were wondering, do we have sex coaches in Ireland? Of course we do. Declan Buckley and Amanda Brunker joined us uh, once again. Uh, they've just been working out in their tracksuits uh, and here they are with sex us. Sex Spanish doors. Yes, sex Spanish doors. there now, uh, Here with their hurlies over their shoulders, uh, ready to go. Right, okay, here's your first question. I have been with my boyfriend for three years. We have a very loving, committed relationship. I love the way when they say that at the start, that there, means... You know yeah. It's going south. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Yet I notice he has a lot of anxiety around performance in the bedroom. We're in our early 30s. He came out in his late 20s, so he feels he doesn't have a lot of experience in comparison to me. And I think it's starting to impact us negatively. He has also regularly started asking me in detail about my exes and previous relationships. I'm not very comfortable with talking about the past, but he insists I don't know what to do. Is this a self-esteem issue on his part? How do I help him feel less anxious? Declan. Over to you, <laughs> yeah, Declan. Over to you, Declan. Solve all the problems. Yeah, based yeah. on my own anxieties and yeah. performance. Um, look, yeah, we, we were actually having a quick chat about this beforehand and we weren't sure exactly the nature of these performance issues. In, oh, think in, about it. You think, you think it's a full on... Yeah. yeah. It's a I don't know. I think it's that it, it might just be that... Uh, the, the the boyfriend who who he's writing about is just has that kind of a personality. He's just nervous about things. Who who has probably uh, you know I do think that this low self esteem um, estimation is pretty accurate. Um, but talking about exes is never a good plan, especially no, if you're no. talking about how they performed in the bedroom. Like nobody wants to know. Oh, my last partner was a stallion. You know? <laughs> no, yeah, I've never he been had so a ten foot, <laughs> yeah. you, know, yeah. you know, and he knew what to do with it. You know, it's 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 terrifying. But I, you have to remember, we're still kind of in a pandemic zone. So people, anybody who was had a slightly anxious kind of temperament anyway, this is going to be heightened now. A lot more people are kind of getting nervous and they don't even realise why they're nervous or a Mm. bit anxious. And unfortunately, life has been quite difficult for a lot of people. So, you know, it could be absolutely nothing to do with sex, the root of it all. It just could be that they're just a bit stressed out with life in general. And I think if they can just kind of learn to chill out a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm I'm thinking too. But I I think that it it, it just because the, as you say, just because the manifestation of the issue is in the bedroom, it doesn't mean that the cause of the the actual issue. Because, you know, relationships... You know, I like. I know that people like to believe that the gays are at it all the time, and the only thing that's important to them, mad persons, all they do, they're like at it like rabbits, rabbits and they're very good at it too. Um, but that's obviously not the case. And relationships are more than just you know sex. I think it's a bit strange that the, the boyfriend is so fixated on your previous partners. But I do wonder whether or not it's your reluctance to talk about that is causing this kind of weird. But do you honestly think that talking about if he did open up about his ex? his exes that that's going to help matters no it's not it's not no, it's you, not no, going to make not. it any better well, I mean <laughs> if he's specifically asking what was sex like with your exes I mean but who is, wants is to is know that yeah that, if that's specifically that's nuts that's that just is like, a bit weird that's beating yourself I, I, with somebody else's <laughs> larger stick if you see what I mean <laughs> 
Yeah, I guess so. But I, I, I think openness is also really important in relationships. And I think maybe if the the guy who wrote in doesn't want to answer the question, maybe he needs to find out why the question is being asked. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah. mean? That that's the thing. Why do you want to know that? What's what's important to you about that? Is it because you think I've been promiscuous and that has some impact, or you think I've seen better places and better what's, experiences? But there is going to need to be an element of lying. Or, or fibbing, you know, there yeah, really is. Yeah. You are going to have to, you are going to have to tread carefully and be really sensitive to this person's feelings. Well, I don't think anybody's going to come out and say I've had seven hundred and fifty thousand exes, and oh yeah, Fabio from Italy was the best, and then after him was the guy Fabio from America. again. <laughs> Fabio, you know, shut him. up about Fabio, Dad. I never forget you, Fabio. <laughs> but like, it, nobody's going to do that. But you know, but, you, but, but by talking about your experiences and okay, can I say something? As yeah. as as a, obviously as a straight woman. I have found that it definitely helps to encourage. It just makes life easier if you just make your partner feel great about themselves. And if you need to start saying things like you were wonderful, even when they weren't wonderful, it could work for the gays as well. Yeah, no, of course so it would. try it. Of course start it would. Loads of encouragement, loads of you're doing great. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, keep wow. it up. Is that- there's there's some words I never want to hear in the bedroom. You're doing great. That's like Keep coaching going on there now. Keep it up there, line. You're near the finish line. You can do it. Only ten more meters. Could it to be go. that this that that the, the this fella actually the problem is he for some perverse reason wants to hear that all these lovers were better because. He feels so desperately yeah. insecure, and he'll keep poking at this scab until. That's uh, a horrible, horrible analogy. Way. That's I'm a so horrible. sorry. I'd like to withdraw that analogy, <laughs> and you talk would like to, to distance yourself from it. Uh, but he, he just wants to kind of keep picking at this until he might. He finds out the terrible thing he fears but about himself, people, which might be true at all. Some people feel that they have to sabotage a relationship. Yeah. Maybe he feels he's been in this relationship too long and he, or and maybe he doesn't deserve this relationship or maybe he doesn't deserve happiness. So, yeah, he could be poking at that scab. Right. Look, I think at the end of the day, if you're in a relationship with somebody who has low self-esteem and you're not in some way, as far as you can, without pandering to some kind of um, psychological issue. But if you can kind of, you, as you said already, Amanda, if you can be kind and encouraging and loving and, and pointing pointing out the bloody obvious, which is that, you know, you're, you're still there. Because yeah. if it was really, if it was an absolute shit show, you would have been gone a long time ago. Yeah. So try, just try a bit of encouragement. I don't know, you need a bit more than that. That's, that's tantamount to, of course I love you, haven't I, writing you? Kind of thing. <laughs> it works And what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's not so much, haven't I, writing you, it's look how great I am and look how great you are and we're writing right now. Listen, if it doesn't improve soon, you're going to need a little bit of outside intervention, you know, or, or just kind of, because it... Which, interesting you should say that, because when I read this letter, I had a slightly different take on you and I was one wondering whether this curiosity about other people wasn't so much performance related as curiosity about actually having sex with other people. And that's kind of what I was picking up on. That this person who's come out late and who maybe is with somebody, um, you know, who's ready to settle down, but maybe they're not ready to settle down. And that's one of the kind of wah, 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 somebody talking about your exes and kind of wondering about sex with other people. I found that a bit, be careful with that one now because... Do you know what I mean? 
Okay, so he wants to know, is there maybe a gimp mask in your past? <laughs> yeah, and, or, and where do you keep it? Or maybe he's maybe he's kind of wondering about how where the boundaries are in your relationship and what kind of stuff you would allow and what kind of stuff you've done. And there's a lot of ways that people negotiate the territories right. of their relationships. And I think I think just assuming that somebody is crap, basically, is, is a bit patronising because yeah. maybe what they're doing is they're sussing you out. So just to be kind of aware of that. Wow. He's leaving you is what so, I'm trying to say. Okay. <laughs> this, uh, that one could go anyway. We yeah. don't really know. Uh, the gays right. are a mysterious force. Aren't they? Uh, right. Uh, next question. Another gay one. Uh, ever since my husband and I got married a year ago, <laughs> I find myself not dressing up quite as much as I used to. He buys me lingerie and encourages me to wear it. But I honestly just feel more comfortable in my PJs. After a romantic meal, he often suggests that I pop on the thong and bra he likes. But I hate getting out of my cosy socks and leisure pants. That doesn't mean I have become less sexual. It simply means I don't feel sexual looking like a Victoria's Secrets model. I can still have sex wearing my pyjamas, can't I? <laughs> I'm like, You're conflicted, Amanda. Take, off, conflicted. The, take off the pyjamas, but leave on the leisure socks. <laughs> Listen, we've all done it with the socks on. You know, yeah. and we've all, you know... I, I shouldn't, I hate when people say, you know, you know, that drives me nuts. Um, but I'm sorry, they're only married a year. Yeah. It's like, come on, if sex is already such an effort after a year, you you could be heading for trouble. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I have very little time for sex in my life at the moment. <laughs> um, just life is too busy. Life is life is constantly going. I've I've teenagers in the house. There's stuff to do. And like it, getting into the whole Victoria's Secrets lingerie is a bit of a production and you don't always feel like it. You definitely don't feel like it after a big meal. I always suggest sex yeah. before dinner. That's just, you know, if it's going to be on <laughs> the it, table. It's kind of an hors d'oeuvre. Yes, yeah. that's nice. It's yeah. like, you know, yeah. just, you know. Nibbles. You're yeah. never going to have sex after dinner. It's just like. Yeah, um, but you see, you don't have to be having sex if you're hungry. Uh, yeah, so there's because then your mind is elsewhere, yeah. and it doesn't matter how many times you say you're doing great, you're thinking of the Big Mac at the end of it. Somebody say just eat. I get it. And there was a time when you know when the kids were smaller, my husband would actually have to take me to a hotel to get the annual ride. Yeah. You know, so and it, you really had to kind of plan it properly because it was like on you'd like a couple of drinks. But then if you had too many drinks, you wanted to keep drinking. Mm, and then it was yeah, kind of like yeah. going, and then it would be like the next day. And then it's like, oh, we have to better Get do this now. before. Yeah. yeah, you know, so it is it is tricky. But if you're you really got to make an effort. But it's not the, it's not the kind of balance that the, this woman is talking about, is that there's a balance <laughs> between the big production and the planned kind of um, um, coition and the uh, and, and the kind of random just happens because, you know, you got a bit frisky while we were watching Love Island. I know, but you need to be a little bit spontaneous. And like, if you're one of these people who's putting the PJs on as soon as you come home from work and you're only, if you're a year married, I'm... I'm making a, a great generalisation. I'd say they probably don't have children. Mm. So like, this is the time to get it in. Yeah. You know, life gets harder. Life gets busier. Okay, there's a pun fest there in that last <laughs> sentence. Uh, the thing is, though, I mean, maybe she just doesn't like dressing up. No, she's no problem uh, uh, with having sex uh, as yeah, much that's, as you that's like. A, it's she, just she the was quite, up thing. She was quite 
pointing that out actually that it was like I just don't want to dress up in that version of woman that the man I, finds I get it, but the thing is she has met her husband she knows what he likes <laughs> yeah. it's like um, yeah. it's not a blind date so yeah, unfortunately it's not just about her it's about him and their relationship so unfortunately you sometimes have to put a bit of effort into a relationship and sometimes put a bit of effort into having sex you're absolutely right it's like putting putting on your suit when you go to work exactly it's, you're kind of, it's you not know. just all about yeah. you and like I mean if you're going to get at, there will be a time when you're just kind of like going oh no I can't even go down this road because it's just too vulgar for afternoon radio <laughs> yeah. but like I mean there is just kind of like going will you settle for <laughs> yeah we know where you're going with that yeah you know, that's fine Yeah, and that's fine yeah. but it's kind of like I, a, I, I must <laughs> When you start haggling, it takes the fun out of it. <laughs> Will you at least just hold it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, just hold it while I cry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But like, I mean, we'll all get to that stage. But like, make a little bit of an effort. And you is know, there though? Is there a male equivalent of that though? I mean, the, 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 well, you this know, is kind of the interesting point, isn't yeah. it? Is that is that is that in the, the the guy here is kind of clear about what where his kinks are and what what he kind of considers to be the accoutrement of kind of sexy times. He's only asking her to put on some lingerie. It's not like he's asking for a full dominatrix (laughs) set, you know, Mm. and whipping and chaining. Like, that's a production. Like, anybody who's into that S&M, like, that would just be a total head melt. You know, you'd need the whole weekend for all of that. You know, like, or the tantric sex. Like, I mean, imagine being, who has time for that? But like, literally throwing on a pair of bra knickers and maybe a some stockings. Like, I mean, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, no, it's true. I, I agree. I think I think at the state of they are, the relationship, um, I don't know what age they are, but I think it is a bit of a, um, it's a bit odd that there's just this kind of reluctance to, to please. Yeah. On, yeah. on both parts. No, but what, yeah, what I mean is like, is there a male equivalent is that, you know, can she say to him, well, you know, brush your teeth. Push no. your good pants on. <laughs> Nice. The, the, the ones without the holes in them. Oh, yes. My husband always laughs, going, "How come nobody in the movies goes go have a shower?" Because <laughs> like, oh, they've had one. Shower. That's why. Yeah. It was like, "Oh, I showered today." Well, that's not good enough. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, a few comments on this: uh, Is Amanda advising for that woman to do just something she's not comfortable with just to please her man? It's not 1950. <gasps> oh. oh. That woman should take t- time selecting some silk lingerie and put it on under her tracky. Surprise, uh, says Sue. Might be uh, one way about it. Uh, Emer says, uh, if a man isn't happy with how you look and wants you to dress provocatively, why should you even bother? You should be able to accept her for who she is, oh. uh, says Emer. Uh, Frank says, I once asked my girlfriend if her sex was good for her. She said it wasn't good for anybody. LAUGHTER <laughs> And Cormac says, ah, come on now. Is Amanda suggesting that straight women tell men that sex was good when it may not have been? No, I refuse to believe that. You go on refusing to believe that, Cormac. We do have to take a break. After that, our father-in-law is getting too involved with our house. 53106 is our text number that will cost you 30 cent. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on Newstalk. Declan and Amanda are still with us for So You Think You're an Adult. Uh, we've already two, uh, addressed two questions. Uh, one about a boyfriend grilling his boyfriend about the exes and uh, a woman who's not too bothered uh, to be wearing the lingerie after a year of marriage. She prefers uh, having sex in her uh, socks. In her socks. <laughs> Uh, hmm, there's a vision. Uh, right, my father-in-law is helping my partner and I to buy our first house. 
He's being incredibly generous and we feel blessed to have his support. But we are currently choosing between a few different options and I can see him beginning to dictate more and more about what type of house and what location we should be choosing. I almost feel like he's beginning to see our house as an investment opportunity or as a joint enterprise between him and us. I am really beginning to worry that he will end up choosing our home, not us. I don't know how to approach this tricky subject because my boyfriend is like a yes man with his dad and gets quite touchy about any criticism. Daddy, I assume, is stumping up a few bob for this one. They're incredibly uh, blessed or whatever that means. Listen, that's that's a few hundred grand. (laughs) How lucky are they that they have a a dad out there who's, who's got a few quid to throw at them getting a house? Yeah. And... I, you see, I can see both sides of it. Yeah, it must be, it must be very frustrating to be the girlfriend or the wife or the partner or whatever, and not have much of a say and feel because it's such a big deal to get. I presume this is their mm. first house. It's a huge Massive deal, deal, and like it's so exciting and so terrifying, and it's it's all the emotions all wrapped up into one. And now all of a sudden, a third party has stepped into the into play and is taking a lot of the glory away because mm. they're ste- he's basically stealing the moment. But that said, I see where the father's coming from. These are newbies into the property work onto the property ladder. He's probably had bought one or two homes, realizes where is a good place to buy, where will be a good investment. And I doubt the I doubt he feels now maybe he does, obviously I don't know the man, but I'd say even though he's getting so involved, it's not that he sees it as an investment uh, project, but he just wants this to be the best investment for them. And being the older person and because he's thrown a few quid in, probably feels like he knows what he's talking about and he he wants to make the right decision for them. But it is. It's... I agree with you. I think if, if 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 there's a bit too much like literal paternalism coming into the picture, where you know I'll pay, you know Big Daddy Warbucks coming in, taking his checkbook out and pushing everybody <laughs> out of the room while he talks with the adults, that's not what this should be. And if it yeah. is like that, she, you know, both she and her her husband need to, you know, yeah. put their big pants on and push their way into that room. However, if it's like you say, the dad suggesting that maybe X Y Z location would be better than that other location that might look like you know because the superficials of it might look like a better place in the long term when the kids are grown and all this kind of stuff he's looking at the big picture and I think the issue then really isn't whether the, the, the father who's got the checkbook is wrong or right it's the fact that they're not communicating why those decisions should or should not be made and I can understand where you would start to bottle things up instead of like I mean if you if I was the woman and I'm kind of like you know, you're getting angry with the father-in-law and you're not actually saying anything. Whereas I think dialogue needs now to start is the time. Yeah. Now's the time to start going, okay, I'm getting a little bit stressed and be really honest, honest. about things yeah, instead yeah. of just going, oh, you're, you're taking over my life's dream or whatever. Just kind of go, do you know what, John? I'm starting to get a little bit stressed. I've never done this before. This is a really big deal for me. I feel like I'm being pushed out a little bit. And while I really appreciate your money and I know you're trying to help, I need you to see my side of things. And just literally, sometimes you just need to be really honest with people and then they will be honest back. And if if he is just being 
a bully boy, he might just kind of go, you know what? I didn't realize I was taking over so much. I was just trying to help you guys out. Or maybe it was just like, oh, well, you know, you don't know what you're doing. And maybe he is a horrible mm. person. Yeah. And but, I, think, I think I agree with you. And I think the way that this woman or even her husband could approach it would be by asking questions. Why are you saying this? And if, and if the answers don't match up with either your own beliefs or your own uh, realities, then you have a problem because the reality, you know, Fine, a house is an investment. Yeah, get it? And we live in a very um, sort of commodification of houses kind of world at the moment. But it's still your home and you still want to be happy there and you don't want to, you know, have to swap it the minute you've moved in because it's not but obviously but like let's be honest as you get older and you have been on the property market and stuff like that you do tend to know a little bit more about these things. So maybe instead of seeing this as an attack by the father-in-law, maybe turn around and go, you know what, actually, maybe if I get on his side and get with him and start talking to him, maybe, you know, we will benefit from this in the long run. Maybe he knows something that we don't. I'd be intrigued to know mm. what kinds of things that the, the dad is suggesting that she's finding so objectionable to. Like, is I, it, I, I, is I, it, well, I would make a wild guess, right? <laughs> this is their first home and it won't. It probably won't be the last no, home yeah. they'll buy. So they're a couple, they've no kids. They want to buy a funky little red brick in the centre of town. He's going, what are you talking about? For the You're same mad. money you could get a four-bedroom house in Lucan, if it's in Dublin, for instance. That kind of thing. Uh, and they're going, that's not us. Or she's saying, that's not us. The son is going, I don't know, I'll just yeah. go along with this. Exactly. You know? and, and I mean, maybe it isn't us right now and maybe we, it is us and it will stay us forever. I mean, these are the kind of things that she needs to be clear about then because, you know, it is a thing of like, you know, is this your forever home? Probably not. But the, also, you have to be very careful. People who do buy apartments and then all of a sudden they can't get out of the apartment. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're bringing kids into the equation. It just gets really messy. Buggies and lifts and lifts break down and stairs and messages and all the rest. It's a nightmare. But I think there is also another issue that just just in that throwaway comment, her, her husband or partner or whatever is a real yes man when it comes to daddy. <laughs> yeah. Like there's issues there yeah. and it's like, oh, listen, should you really be buying a house together if you've already got these issues of like, oh, my husband is a doormat. So, you know. <laughs> but, but Maybe it, that's why she's marrying him. Uh, yeah. the, well, you know, the father is True. stumping up a lot of cash here. So that's that, there's a power disparity there anyway. And maybe the, the yes man kind of behaviour is is a product of that gratitude that's kind of well. And also an acknowledgement of maybe the son just knows that the dad's experience is a factor here. And yeah. Well, that could be a property developer for all we know. But I think she would have mentioned that if that was part of the thing. Someone suggests buy this one with dad's money, then sell it if you're not happy. (gasps) What are you selling that house for? Uh, Emma says, I sympathise. My partner's mum is becoming overwhelmingly involved with our house buying process too. It's hard to tell someone to back off when they have good intentions and they are related to your partner. You can't be as blunt as if they were your own parent. It's hard to know what to say when they mean well. But there's a line where you need to stand up to them too. I wonder, is kids in a, an element here? The father-in-law is going, is, you'll need some room for the children and maybe they haven't even spoken about this. Yeah. Maybe they're thinking, maybe we won't have children. That's kind of what I read to what yeah. you said the last time is that, is, that, is that she's probably young and feeling that we've got time before we get to that bit where we have to be near the school and we've got, you know, that kind of stuff. And oh, listen, he's it's so all grim. egging them along. <laughs> <laughs> so grim when you have when it's like going, oh, oh where's this school and oh god yeah. you know it's just, it is a total head melt but unfortunately when it comes to buying a property it's such a big responsibility.
responsibility. You really do have to look to the future. If you just want to be flighty and have fun, yes, just rent. But don't don't be flighty with with buying somewhere. Don't think it's in the short term because there's so many people who think, oh, well, this will be our starter home. Yeah. Then you have to think of things like stamp duty. Yeah. All they of that all boring stuff. Up, yeah. I remember when I bought my first house in Clontarf and I stupidly thought that I'd be able to put the stamp duty onto the loan, the mortgage. Oh, no. Oh, no. So then all of a sudden I bought this cottage in Clontarf and all of a sudden it was like I had a bill. And I was oh, like going, ouchie. what? Yeah. And, I, like, and I was blessed that I was able to turn to my family because I literally was like going, I was all tapped out. Yeah, yeah. And oh, it was no. like, there's all that stress. But don't ever think when you're buying somewhere or don't just assume that you're going to be able to move because moving Ain't if, that easy. No. And just because you could get a mortgage now, like I, I don't, we couldn't get a mortgage. I don't think we could get a mortgage for the house that we're in at the moment because I'm not working now. And my husband's has still been carrying the mortgage, but like, I mean, I'm not contributing to it. Thankfully, he can carry it. But if we were to apply for the mortgage now, we wouldn't get it. And those things can happen so easily and yeah. it doesn't even have to be a financial consideration. It could be like that the family's grown or whatever it is. Suddenly you find yourself in a situation where the house you thought was perfect no longer is perfect. You haven't, this woman hasn't got that life experience. So maybe if that's the angle that the dad's at, then I think mm. give him a listen. But at the end of the day, it's their lives and we all have to make our own mistakes. You know, yeah, we have to... uh, uh, Well, that's true. A, a lot of people texting in, uh, someone else says I have a similar situation. The in-laws should mind their own business and butt out. Uh, Claire says, uh, run. Uh, you need to tread <laughs> extremely carefully with this. If the money is not a gift and you are not married, you will be in a very disadvantaged position should you need to sell and or if you break up. Ownership of this property needs to be 50-50 to protect yourself. Accept a gift. Do not accept a part ownership in a home. This will be your home, not his investment, uh, says Claire. That's yeah, a bit of a wise woman there, Claire. There but you uh, uh, well, you'll, you'll find that sometimes before a couple get married that maybe one set of parents, if they're going to make a cash gift will just give it to their own child before they get married and say, we're giving you this money so that in the event of some catastrophe... I'm going to have to go back to my parents. I didn't get one your, of those. That's <laughs> your money. Yeah. Where's the cash gift, yeah. That's a very negative start. Where's, that, where's uh, the cash gift? Uh, Sue says, has this woman made a list of her priorities yet? If not, she should. Then go to dad with the criteria. Ask for his help and guidance in where she's going wrong. Uh but his guidance might be, you're going wrong about everything. Uh, Right, Uh, last question. My flatmate and I share a small apartment and when it's just the two of us, it's grand, but his new girlfriend is constantly over. I feel I can hardly move without bumping into them. When I want to watch a match, they are cozied up on the couch with Netflix. When I want to make dinner, they have taken over the kitchen to prepare a meal together. And when I want to go for a shower, she's in there doing her makeup. It's my flatmate's place too, so I don't want to tell them outright she can't and be here any advice yeah I mean this is a tough one because you know as as the last sentence there they're both in there it's their home everybody wants to be comfortable and to be able to do whatever they want in their own home as much as possible but there does come a line where when, when the two sides match and that blur, that boundary is the boundary of compromise. And if you find yourself to be the one that's always compromising and not being compromised for, then you have an issue. And I think that's kind of what's going on here. They're not recognising the fact that your interpretation of what's going on is that they're in your grill all the time. Um, and I suppose the only way really around that is to be constantly 
in their grill as well is to kind of just be kind of <laughs> there grill. and and make gentle comments like oh you're here again <laughs> to the girlfriend yeah. and that kind Listen, of stuff. Listen it's, it's not easy when a third person comes into the home I'd literally I'd turn around and go listen if you're going to be here all the time you start poking up some rent I'm going to I'm going to you know go three ways like I mean obviously this person <laughs> there'd be a context there for did, that comment okay. uh, I would have thought with your filthy minds with your filthy minds but basically if, if a third person has moved in I'd be like oh yeah. listen lads there's no yeah. space here this but the apartment getting... the apartment is owned by the flatmate if they're sharing a bathroom and they're sharing a kitchen and they're sharing a living space mm. that's what your man is renting as well as the bedroom that your one can be in all, you can lock her in there and it's, you know it doesn't really impact on your man moving around his apartment but the, once she comes into the shared zone I agree with Amanda yeah, that I'm it's like, like come on come on give us a break mm. and I, you know as well I think that most grown adults are smart enough including to know when you walk into that situation I've experienced it loads of times in my life that you know people being a little bit edgy sorry I'm here again you know so it's a bit kind of it's a little bit um I don't know, it's a bit kind of crap of, of the girlfriend not to realise that she's Or maybe the flatmate, I think. The flatmate maybe is kind of transmitting this message to her that you don't have to worry about Tony over yeah. there because I own this gaff, you know. Yeah, but then I'd, Still, I'd, that's kind of a weird attitude, isn't it? I don't <laughs> think there's going to be a way around this, to be honest. And I would personally start looking for somewhere else. Well, yeah, this is yeah. exactly the truth, isn't it? It feels to me like that's this is what you do bye when bye. you start sending your 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 subliminal message to your flatmate. It's time for you to move out. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I've got the girlfriend. She's what he could here. say is that, is that he tell the girlfriend first, say, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to move out because obviously you're going to move in. Uh, Frighten <laughs> yeah, the crap out of his flatmate that way. I just got two more texts of some of the things we were talking about. Uh, the, the text I read out earlier on from Claire about uh, saying, Saying run and be very careful about who owns what. Uh, Claire says, I am speaking from bitter experience. Mm. I had the better solicitor though, so uh, good for you. And uh, uh, Tony uh, says, uh, uh, sex needs to be timetabled at least once a week. Tuesday's good. It creates something special around the event. And that comes from Tony two times in Galway. Thank you that for Tony. Amanda Decker, thank you both very much. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break after that. A history of sport. Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.